Hold on, I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, no. Hawk, hold on, I'm coming. Come on, are you crazy? I'm moving. Hawk. Just wait a minute. Here, just, just drink a little bit of this. Don't spill it, Hawk. Don't spill it. Don't spill it. Come, come. That's, that's all right. Okay. Is this, is, is, is this, is this the oasis? Does this look like an oasis to you? Yeah, look at the, look at the birds. Are those vultures? Yeah. You fainted. They thought you were dead. You mean they're here on Spank? Yeah. When woke was the torch, summon me onto your porch till into your parlor again. How came you so smile? There you are, it's been a while. Back to the tower where you live. Can I speak to you? Like I've always wanted to. It totally feels like a Douglas movie entirely. Oh wait! I have watched Ishtar. That's that's Warren Beatty and um, Dustin Hoffman. Yep. That's why in the I'm desert. Like, I'm like I know this. Yeah, yeah I've seen that movie. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so hi and welcome to the Unnamed Movie Podcast. This is Andrew. This is Damien. And this is Douglas. Hey, we made it. I mean, did we? Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Unnamed Movie Podcast. <laughs> um. In which we talk about movies in the desert. That's the all desert. we're going to talk about. Desert. Desert movies. <laughs> the movies you take to the desert. Eating or no, we're just... In the desert. Mm. But yeah, it's, it it's, it's time to have a podcast. And we're here. We're here because I'm a bad host. Uh-huh. And also... Uh, yes. And also... Because Denis Villeneuve said, let's watch a movie. My planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. So yes, um, it's 2021, the year of our Lord, and we finally got Dune. I'm sorry, right? the, the year of our who now? Our Lord. Our Lord? Right. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the Space Lord. Lord oh, oh, is the Space oh, Lord. Right, right, right. right, right you have right, to get sorry. into this it's... world building, Damien. You right, have to get sorry, into this sorry, world sorry, building. Sorry. Damn right. it, man. <laughs> Damn it. The Ben is Jezarek. Damien, this is this is three AC. All right, year three after COVID. All right. (laughs) So yeah, um, Dune, um, Mm -hmm. the the latest adaptation directed by one Mr. Denis Villeneuve, starring Mm -hmm. the great Timothée Chalamet, um, (laughs) Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin. It's 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 star packed. Right, we've even got Carl Drogo in this movie, right? Um, Damien, I just have sorry, oh, hold on. No. <laughs> what? Do we have we have Carl Drogo in this movie? 
Yes, Carl Drogo. So Once again, like world building. World cousin? building. Yes, yes. He, he's the space cousin. Ah, right? cool. he, the yeah. Car- Carl has dragons. <laughs> Carl has worms. Right? See, it's perfect sense. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Damien. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. 1 being completely fine with it and 10 being completely upset, how okay. upset were you when the title came up and it wasn't just Dune, but it was Dune Part 1? I was very, very upset because I had asked our distinguished panel here. They kept it a secret from hey, us. Hey, <laughs> this movie sounds like there's another movie. And my panel said, Damon, no. It is but a one movie. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> you guys don't know what to talk about. They kept it a secret, Damien. Yes. They lied uh, to me too. <laughs> yes. Does it help? Uh, listen. Wait, what? Are you saying that there's a second movie that's already been filmed that's coming out like next week? Uh, no, Because no, that's no. what I'd like. Yeah. I, but I, I don't I, know. I, what I've read so far is that they, is they just stopped. Yeah. No. They're is, hoping that they're going to have a second one yeah. next year. Is or that so. literally <laughs> no one has made anything for the second movie? Because I really want to see part two. Oh, my God. This movie is so good. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, 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 that's my review of the movie. Uh, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> So Douglas, you brought this movie to the podcast. We know yes, that you're you're the fervent reader on the podcast, and mm-hmm. you you just can't stop reading Dune over and over <laughs> again. You you like Jodorowsky kind of yes, smiled when mm-hmm. when you saw Lynch's version, and you're like, it's so bad, it's great. <laughs> so how, how how did this movie make you smile, or are you sad because you're finally getting an adaptation that leave that is equal to your your book reading life? So, actually, I did mean to talk about my book reading life, um, but we will in a second. Um, Not yet. Um, But I would say this movie, uh, similar to another movie I've been watching recently, Sing Street, made me happy sad, as they call it in that movie. Um, I was very happy for this movie because I rather enjoyed it. And I was very sad for this movie because it ended, and I want more right now. Because it's not a full movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is yes. Half of a movie. Oh my goodness! So, so um, the as Damon is saying, it does feel like half of a movie, and it's weird because this movie is literally two and a half hours long. It does not feel that way, right? Because you get through it really quick. It, it. I don't understand how good. Denis Villeneuve is at what he does because I remember I stopped in the middle of the movie because I had to do something and I looked at the timestamp and it was already an hour and a half in and I was so confused because nothing had happened yet but I was really enjoying the movie and I thought to myself because I I haven't read any other books but I have at the very least seen the... um, the god-awful <laughs> David Lynch <laughs> version um, and have a general concept of what either, let's say, sh- the, the outline of the story, right? For, for what, let's say, the first book is or the first movie or that movie was or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it didn't feel like we got very far, <laughs> right? And, and even, um, as you said, when we get to the end, you realize, and I think this is widely publicized now, that 
this whole movie doesn't cover the full first book. It doesn't. Um, and it, what it felt to me, I remember at the end of the movie, it felt to me similar to what I felt for the Enola Holmes movie, except obviously Enola Holmes was silly nonsense that I enjoyed. This is, I think, a proper movie that is fantastic and great, right? Um, uh, this felt like it should have been a television show. This felt like um, it could have been season one or the, the first three or four episodes of season one. And you just kind of want to stay in this world that they're creating that um, has been built in the books and, and they're going to explore well, Douglas, all sorts of things to come. I have good yeah? news for you. There's a Dune TV series coming. Oh, really? Uh, it's a prequel to this that oh, wow. focuses on the Bene Gesserit faith. So it's okay. a lot of the women. Well, I will watch that show um, and it probably will not be in any way associated with the only reason I wanted to watch this movie, which is Denis Villeneuve. And I hope that that's not a negative. <laughs> so let's see what that looks like. Um, but back to this movie. This movie is great. Um, so there, as I said, it's, it's, it's a really weird thing. It's actually a lot like um, Arrival, a lot like Blade Runner, in that this guy somehow knows how to make pretty much nothing feel exciting and feel well-paced and have it just you, you sit down and you watch it have it be beautiful the movie ends and you immediately think more please can i press replay because and i i honestly can't even put my finger on it i don't understand because if i tell you what happened if you know we actually get down to the nitty-gritty um and this is similar to those other movies you won't be excited you know if i say to you well a man woke up he said he had a dream and then he went back to sleep that doesn't sound like a particularly exciting story but that's what happened here and i am all here for it right um and obviously that that isn't the story i'm trying not to spoil what happened but um this there's not a lot that um it, it, it doesn't feel like there's a, a, a whole lot that, that goes on here. So um, we have uh, an interesting world, kind of like a version of what a lot of post-apocalyptic stories are, which is, um, you know, some stories they'll say that the, the corporations now rule the world and each corporation has their own, like, city. Um, uh, uh, this is kind of like that, except it's with, like, families um so to speak and each like family is their own it's almost like their their own empire and it sounds like they're ruled by an emperor who is like some um some god among gods right or whatever and um each family has their own little fiefdom and they all serve the emperor and make money for the emperor and whatever and it's you know it's it's super silly like that um but it knows how to play in that sandbox. And obviously, um, I haven't read the books, but there are about a thousand of them, and people wouldn't allow this fellow 
to write a thousand books if they weren't there wasn't something in there right for somebody to enjoy a lot of people like these stories so so clearly you you have something to work with from the get-go and um villeneuve really um i think did a great job here um i enjoyed uh what this thing looks like i enjoyed the action there was some limited action in this film because there are some moments where you know there are sieges there are big um not quite epic but big uh military battles um there is and um for those of you who have seen clips i'm sure you must have seen this from from the original dune there is a big fat man flying in the sky which is fun right you know um the <laughs> the harkonnen uh fellow baron harkonnen um, who is played by none other than Stellan Skarsgård, and that's great. Um, the, the cast in this movie is, is, is really cool, right? So, you know, we, we always make fun of Timothée Chalamet um, and how we want to pronounce his name. At this point, I don't even know if he probably just pronounced it Timmy. But, um, <laughs> Timmer! But, but all of the, the, the players in this film played hard, and they they found a way to make a very small snippet of this story feel um, like it makes sense and feel um, compelling. And the only negative I have when talking about this movie, and to be honest, it's probably a positive, is that I feel like I wanted more, right? At the end of the movie, um, they end at a point where it doesn't feel... I understand why they end it there, and it is an ending, but for me, it doesn't feel like the ending. I want more after that. And as I said, if you think about it, that's probably the best-case scenario. That's probably exactly what they want. They're like, listen, I want to make 200 sequels, so you better want more. So, so, so they've done their job, right? Um, uh, so I will let now Andrew and Damien talk a little bit about it. But before we finish and close off this conversation, um, I have a little exercise planned. And um, we need to really think about this, right? Because this is an important uh, uh, exercise. So Dune is a movie about uh, essentially people farming spice right mm -hmm. that is the the conceit that we have that is the metaphor for you know the real world but let's go back to the conceit these people are farming spice mm -hmm. on a world that is a right. spice world ah. right uh -huh. so um so i want mm -hmm. you all to think about this seriously mm -hmm. because it's very important mm -hmm. um if we had to choose mm -hmm. Who in this story that we have seen, which one of them are the Spice Girls, and specifically, which one is which? This is an important thing that we have to do at the end of this conversation. Right. I have my choices, which are the right choices. Oh, but of course. I, I am looking forward to what you folks uh, have to say. For this you have to now remind me what the Spice Girls are. I know there's Sporty Spice. <laughs> I know there's Baby Spice. There's Yes, there's mm -hmm. Posh Spice. Posh there's Spice. Scary, scary, scary Spice. Scary Spice. Right. Sporty Spice. 
right. baby spice and funnily are they, enough are there five or spice. four of them ginger spice there are five the of them yes. there are five of them okay also i mean there's david beckham <laughs> is he an honorary spice spice girl <laughs> yes um, all right fair enough i know who david beckham is already so yeah, yeah that works <laughs> all right um damien you go all right so unlike unlike douglas who uh doesn't read anymore i have read uh four of the dune books oh speaking of reading yes. i did want to to um, say something. Sorry. Um, because I did mention I wanted to talk about my reading. So you're mm-hmm. right. I haven't read in a long time. But when I did read, mm-hmm. there was something that I just absolutely enjoyed. I loved. And it was yet another silly, silly book or a series of books uh, by the name of The Wheel of Time, which I'm very happy that Amazon has decided to spend money on. I cannot wait to be disappointed by a shitty, shitty show. Right? Um, but I really enjoyed that book. And um, Weirdly enough, when I was watching this movie, I thought about that book because um, in that book, there is, it's kind of like, I mean, all of these fantasy books are very similar, right? There is a pretend world with a bunch of pretend, let's call them races, um, that each of them are supposed to be different and hate each other and are at war with each other and are, and, um, and are supposed to be metaphors for the world that we actually live in, right? And Wheel of Time is no different and clearly Dune is no different. Um, and in, in Dune, like the, they call them Fremen, which mm-hmm. I think is, it's funny. And I think it's probably obvious that, you know, a Fremen is another way, or you could, if you read it and pronounce it differently, mm-hmm. it would be Freemen and you wonder uh. where they're coming from with that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But they, um, remind me of a similar sort of, uh, people in Wheel of Time, which is, oof. I can't remember, but they also live in the desert and they have like funny ways, just like these, these folks have funny ways and things about, you know, not spilling water and, and um, servitude and all sorts of stuff. And like literally, as I was watching, there are some scenes where um, the big, bad, rich family um, mm-hmm. meet with these, these freemen, these freemen, um, and it just... There's so many parallels that I was just laughing. I was like, I wonder how, how far this goes. And Dune is a story I've kind of thought to myself I should read, but at this stage, I don't have... I, I mean, reading yeah. is hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, one day I'd like to do that, and I'd like to see what exactly those parallels are, because there seem to be quite quite a few. It's, it's enjoyable. Sorry, Damien. I didn't mean to cut you. Oh, no, that's, that's fine. Uh, reading is fun and fundamental. Uh it's a shame more people who read books. <laughs> Truly is. Um, but I've I've read the books, so I know how the story goes. And I hope that they don't take I doubt that the end of the movie will end how the how book one ends, because book one ends uh it's Buckwild. Uh this story spans a long, long time. But clearly the movie is focused on one specific period. I don't think they're going to do the 2,000 years and 10,000 years. I doubt it. Um, but I'd never, like, we watched Jodorowsky's Dune and we saw his crazy ideas for what he thought Dune was going to be. I have not watched David Lynch's Terrible, Terrible Dune. 
because it's bad. Everyone knows it's bad. Everyone told me it's bad. <laughs> so I didn't do that. Uh, I have seen enough video evidence, though, uh, to know that that movie looked like trash. And Denis Villeneuve, if nothing else, uh, he takes the look of all of his movies very, very serious. And a lot of time and effort was put into this movie looking one specific way and it works and my fear with this movie uh is there's no because these these books were written before proper computing or the internet there's no technology in these in this world right and my fear was that they were going to basically insert some tech because you expect to see glowing screens and stuff like that in every sci-fi movie that's just one of the tropes and so my fear was that they were going to find some way to like skirt around that um because their spaceships how do you have a spaceship where there's no tech there's no um stark white hallways on the on the plane there's no stormtroopers um like there has to be computers and the the only the only glimpse you get is the shields because they don't show you inside of any of those big ships but you see that all of these um things and people have the shield that prevents direct attacks from um outside but if you slow it down and they don't go into explaining which is great because I was also worried that they were going to spend a lot of time explaining a lot of things, um, which works in the book because you have all the time in the world. But movies don't have that time. So watching them speed past a lot of things and just hitting the stuff that will move the stories forward. Um, do they spend five hours explaining what the religion is and why these women have taken? No. Do they explain why he's special? No. They're just like, listen, we have to go we don't have a lot of time <laughs> we have two and a half hours this is the lord of the rings we have to keep it moving <laughs> and just watching them hit mark after mark douglas is right at no point did this movie feel like two and a half hours but um arrival is a two-hour movie every time i look at the runtime i'm like there's no way arrival is a two-hour movie because every time I start watching that movie, that movie ends. And I'm like, oh, I can do other things with my time. And then you look up and all the time is gone. Uh, Douglas spoke about the casting choices across the board. Perfect. Um, uh, we, Douglas has made fun of Timothy's name long enough now that I will only ever refer to him as Timothy. I will never not call him that. Uh, but it is nice to be reminded that we are not making fun of his name because he's bad at acting. Douglas is just a big idiot and has ruined his name for me. <laughs> but he is fantastic uh, in this movie. Zendaya is not in this movie. Not really. <laughs> And... That, that was the one disappointment <laughs> for, for me, right? And I suppose not necessarily because I like her or dislike her, because mm -hmm. 
also the things that I've seen her in, I haven't seen her in a lot. I've seen her in the Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. I've, I've probably seen her in one or two other things, and I did not watch the the HBO show that everybody loves, and maybe mm -hmm. I should, um, which I guess is why everybody loves her. But I do um, enjoy her in the few things that I've seen her in, but right. she's always, I guess, you know, the side character, which is unfortunate. And again, with her being such a big part of the marketing campaign of this right. movie, you kind of expected more than what you, you got. You know? so, so that is why when this movie ended, I was just like, well, part two is coming like six months from now. Like, there's no way they haven't finished part two. And I was like, I was told by two people on this podcast that there's one movie, it's just one movie. So they're uh, well wrong all I the think, time. I think what they're <laughs> aiming for is that when this is all said and done, internally, we'll mm -hmm. make this like a Lord of the Rings one movie thing. We're like, mm -hmm. sure, it's 12 hours, but it's one yeah. movie if you watch it all together. Which is what, if, if the second part is anywhere near as good as this, that is how this movie will be watched uh, in one long-running uh, stretch um, uh, I'm disappointed that a lot of the uh, the bigger name people in this movie are dead within an hour <laughs> there's a lot of people that I thought were going to be a thing yeah. that yes. were not a thing yes. right like um, um uh, well no I, I right, <laughs> right. I, don't, I won't I won't say who it is but there's a lot of big name people that do not make it. <laughs> I mean, and, I already I already mentioned Lord of the Rings, and I guess I can say yeah. Game of Thrones. I feel like mm -hmm. this is the next thing in my list where I'm like, every you guys talk about the casting. One of the things I want to say as to why the casting is so good is that I found myself actively upset at every death that happens in no yes. show, in, in this movie. Yes, right. Where is I'm like, like, no, but I like so him. Good. Yeah, <laughs> murder. Uh, and it's it's a testament to the creative the creativity of set designers and production people. This movie, um, most of it is set on a desert planet, and the desert is just one color. <laughs> so you'd think that there'd be it would get monotonous just seeing sand. Over and over and over. But they took... And I, I mean, because the book doesn't do this. So this is definitely a thing um, uh, where the, the people doing the movies uh, went out of their way to set a lot of things in different locations. And there was there's never back-to-back -back scenes where it is desert followed by more desert. They found ways to get around that, which is quite impressive. The one thing I'll say about the look of this movie that still hasn't grown on me is the look of the worms themselves. I didn't like them in the trailer. I still don't like them here. It is just like they're worms, but then the mouth is just teeth. And there's nothing like... They're supposed to feel menacing and they show they show you that they're very destructive and that you know um you're not safe when you're out on the sands. But they don't look especially 
menacing. And I don't know if that's something that when part two or seven or nine or whatever, if this turns into the next Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> uh, it will grow on me over time. Or maybe by subse- in subsequent viewings, I'll just accept that they look how they look. But that's the one part of the design that I'm still not a fan of. Um, but uh, Hans Zimmer's score, while Hans Zimmer still has the bombs in there from time to time because he cannot help himself, I really did enjoy the score of this movie. Everything you mean the, the, the the Where's Wonder Woman score that one. Uh, I didn't have that problem because <laughs> nothing about Wonder Woman stuck in my mind. I don't know why when I was nothing at all. <laughs> there were times when I was watching this movie and I would hear the score and immediately be like, "This uh, Where's Wonder Woman?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so upset at Douglas right now because yeah. <laughs> like I like I I like you, Damien. Listening yes. to the music in this movie, like mm-hmm. nothing linked to Wonder Woman yeah. in my head. Right. Because Douglas, I think I think Douglas has just heard one score in his life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He listened to the Wonder Woman score. I went, that's what all movies sound like. I, Douglas, have you edited other movies to just be the Wonder Woman score? So, like, when you watch Batman, it's like Wonder Woman music all over again. And well, I mean, I do really like the Wonder Woman music. So, sure, why not? And in the Batman movies, they do have Wonder Woman music whenever she shows up. They're like that. Yeah, because she's in that one one. Yeah. <laughs> do you think she'll be in the new Batman? Hmm. <laughs> I think any superhero thing that Warner Brothers does will have some Batman in it going forward. <laughs> They've just accepted. What's that? There's a Flash movie. Put some Batman in there. <laughs> put some old school Batman put, in yeah. there. Put any Batman. Yeah. It doesn't need to be the current one. Whichever one. We just need a Batman. Yeah, man. We don't care anymore. Whoever, whoever is available yes. at the right price. Batman. Michael Keaton. Is... All right. He's in. Yes. <laughs> I'd like one Batman, please. Someone that someone suggests Adam West, and they're like, "Wait, we have to double check this one." Yeah, <laughs> is he still avail- Is he still on payroll? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, I very much enjoyed uh, watching this movie. I I would I would have loved to see this movie not on streaming. I would have loved to see this yeah. movie in pristine quality. Yeah, I had and the same thing because HBO's system is not hot. It's okay at best. Also, it is frustrating that I cannot rectify this by going to a theater and watching it <laughs> because I live uh, in a theater desert. That's <laughs> where I live. You're yeah. seeing a place where there's nothing but theaters because it's a desert, so there's just sand from eye to eye. No. Right. Can I move? Can I mute Andrew? Do, can I mute Andrew? <laughs> no, I only they're, have that they're power. They're definitely tumbleweeds. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I like you guys. Really love Dune. Um, I really like this movie. I I echo everything you guys have said. The cast is great. The cinematography, the the storytelling, the acting, the the set dressing, everything about this movie just feels incredible. And it makes me feel awful for not knowing more about Dune outside of the shitty David Lynch movie. Right? <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's, it's e- immediately a movie that I want to revisit constantly because I want to like learn more about all the intricacies of what's going on in it. Um, I, like you, Damien, really love the things that they pay attention to, the things they don't. 
right? You talk about like the armor thing with the glowy lights. Yeah. Like they do like a short explanation to be like, it sort of works like this, but then they don't give enough definition that when you get into like the large melee fights, mm-hmm. you don't care Doesn't if matter. something looks a little off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you you got the gist of it. That blue is safe, red is not. Yep. <laughs> You're like, that's all you really need to care about. Um and stuff like that. There's nothing. There's nothing like obviously science fiction world building annoying, right? And it's good enough that it like keeps you intrigued. Um, I, I kind of love the Lord of the Rings. This shit, right? And I'm trying to remember because I, I don't have a really good memory as to how I took the Lord of the Rings when the Lord of the Rings came out. Even though I feel at the time when they had marketed that, they had made it very clear. They're like, yo, dog, we're making three movies. Yes. It'll be out one a year. So here is chapter one. Mm-hmm. And you guys will get two more in the next two years. And then we're out. Yep. Right. Um, so like it might have stung less. But I also feel like how much of a lovely meal this movie was. Right, like I didn't when it ended. As much as I knew it ended in the same way, like Lord of the Rings Chapter One ended, when they're like, "We've made it to this spot, and we're gonna hit the save point, and you guys will come back when we get when we get to the next." <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> um, you guys have played two and a half hours of this game. Yes. You need to go to rest. Here's yep. your save. Here's your bonfire. Yep. Um, go go back, uh, and. It never, f- it, it, while it left me at a point where I was very much like, I definitely want more, but I'm happy to wait right now. <laughs> um, no, I like I, waiting. I want it now. <laughs> um, but the, but the, the fact that it was almost a surprise to all of us, like, I, and I started I seeing it make the rounds on the internet, like maybe a week before where people are like whispering like June part two, right? And I'm like, oh, there's something going on here. Um but it's just such a good movie. There's not more I can really say to it that you guys haven't already touched on. Um, um, I mean, I'd like to... Well, one, I want to make a comment that I forgot to make, which is that... And, and you know, both of you have mentioned it and have spoken just about the broad topic of the visuals of this movie. But something specifically that, that um, stuck out to me was were the shields. And um, at first it irked me a little bit, but the more I saw it... I, I kind of really s- sort of uh, was on, got on board with it, um, with how it looked. The shields to me, for some reason, and I don't know if, if you guys felt this way as well, um, it felt very much like it wasn't high tech. It felt like it was something like that he could you could have made in the 80s, right? That visual effect. Um, but it was I mean, also did fun. Did you see what you they know? did in the 80s? Yes, I, I do. I do <laughs> remember what they did. Ooh, oh boy, that was... Just but it actually, actually, this was for me reminiscent. Maybe it's because I'm so far removed from that movie because I'm sure I watched that movie at least 10, 15 years ago um, and I have not gone back to it and I don't intend to. Um, but it did feel reminiscent of, of, of that movie to me. Um, or at least that specific item. But the other thing I want to talk about, just quickly, is Oscar Isaac, how great he is, and um, how much I love him just as a person. So I randomly, because I don't tend to watch these things anymore, but um, I found some clips of him doing some press about this. And a couple of things. One, just because I have to talk about this, um, 
this man writes lullabies for his children that I really want him to release publicly so I can just, I want to listen to them. I want to fall asleep to the hippopotamus song. Right? Are you saying that you want to be Oscar Isaac's child? <laughs> yes, please. Adopt me. <laughs> um, but the other thing, right? The real thing I, I want to talk about, and it's yet another joke, of course. But I love, um, he was talking about this movie and how he got on board and how he and Denny Villeneuve were talking and stuff. And when he decided, you know, and, and, and said, I'm going to do this, he says, listen, this is a man who walks into a room bared first. And <laughs> I just love that about like mm -hmm. how, like, obviously that's a dumb thing and it's obviously, up, but it, it's still one small part of a larger process that he has to go through and he's doing his work and whatnot. But boy, this man and his beard. That beard is beautiful. It is beautiful. And I think that it's also because I watched two things. I haven't finished the second one, but I watched two things with him in it. This and uh, Scenes from a Marriage, which features clearly an evolved um, beard. I don't know if either of you have watched any of this show, but it is his face in that show is like... I feel like he came from Dune and was like, I'm keeping this. I'm going to keep it going, make it much longer. Mm -hmm. It's going to be its own character. Okay, guys? And they got on board with it. Um, but yeah, I, I love Oscar Isaac. I love this movie. Um, however, we had a... An this is not his first... This is not his first beard work. It is not his first in beard. Movies, no. Right? <laughs> Ex Machina is like a great beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Oscar Isaac um, is great at I was I was actually thinking to myself, keeping down the Oscar Isaac route, I'm like, mm -hmm. how does he feel continuing to be in space movies in the desert coming from Star Wars to this? Right? <laughs> space Wars! <laughs> right? Like, thinking of him as the clean-cut, like space pirate of of star wars to come to this um but yeah. you know you're talking about characters in this movie i want to talk mention to one my man carl drogo carl drogo <laughs> jason momoa like i love him in this movie like he's he doesn't have that much to do in here but even like you see him in like the dream scenes that you see him in like i kind of just felt a thing for him and i'm like He's he's one of the characters that I really attach myself to in this movie, as well as I can't remember the actor's name. I'm like scrolling Rebecca down. Rebecca Ferguson. I'm not Rampling. Rebecca. Well, Rebecca Ferguson was fantastic. Oh, in this of course, movie, but Lady no. Impossible is always amazing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm, well done, I'm not talking us. about him. He was like a lieutenant or something. Oh, um, Josh in, Brolin. No, not Josh Brolin. The the black guy. Lieutenant, um, oh, and I in, know him in, specifically. Of the the, the Fremen guy? No, of the Ar Ar Atreides. Um, he, he was, um, and I know him best from the movie Lady Bird. Um, oh, I never he, watched that movie. He, he played uh, like the, um, he played like the priest theater teacher, and he has this scene where he's like, we're going to do an exercise where we all try to cry and whoever cries first wins. And then he cries first. Um, and I always think of that every time I see him and I'm like, he was, he was a guy who was like doing the math, right? Like every time someone would be like, how much would it cost for them to get here? And yes. he sees eyes roll over and he's like, that's a number. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yes. I can't uh, find, I, can't I know find like her. I saw him and I remember thinking, I know him. 
in a lot of things and could not place him in one. But he's just all all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I quite like him. Um, but that's like looking to like the side side. I mean, there's Javier Bardem having oh, his spitting scene. By the scene. way, Javier Bardem, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know I'm a crazy person. I'm sure th- this is not what happened to you guys. But the whole way through, right? He shows up fairly early in the movie, maybe half hour, 45 minutes in. Right. And I remember because maybe he had his face a little bit covered or whatnot. Um, I know he has a big beard, so there's that as well. Um, but I remember thinking... This guy sounds a lot like Javier Bardem. But who is he, really? (laughs) And um, I remember also thinking, you know what, Douglas? Because I have been known to be an asshole like this. I'm like, no, no, no. It's probably not Javier Bardem. You're just being an asshole and thinking that Mm -hmm. every man with a deep, raspy Spanish accent is Javier. It's Mm -hmm. not him. It wasn't until very late in the movie when it is very clear that it is him. I was like, wait. That actually is Javier Bardem. (laughs) Uh, But he's amazing in everything that he's in. I love him, and I love him in this. (laughs) Uh, I I, I love the look of the, basically, um, the, there's one specific ship that looks like an insect. Um, it serves as a helicopter throughout um, Street out of Nausicaa. And it is perfect. <laughs> By the way, I found the actor. The actor's name is Stephen McKinley Henderson. Right? So, yeah. But, yeah, that ship is incredible. And it makes me feel... It makes me feel like straight out of the Miyazaki films where he's just yeah. like, where he just has these cartoonish, like, you know, when, when, when science fiction is invented and, uh, you know, when science fiction happens and you see where, especially, I think I see this a lot when you see like steampunk stories and you can right. see where the exact point in history where they're like, all right, we're going to pretend as if this science, science stopped here and people only use this type of technology, Right. And it does all right. of these, like seeing things like that is gives me those feelings. And I love seeing those things in movies and TV shows where they're just like, we're going to pretend like people only thought in this way, where they're like, if you have to fly, you have to fly like an animal would fly and not like how we currently have solved these problems where we have jet right. propellers and all sorts of things. Yeah. I just, By the way, yeah, are we in a spoiler mood today? Because there's something that I really enjoy about this movie that I want to talk about. Uh, this movie is still too new. <laughs> okay, I, all right. I mean, enough. a lot of people have, because these books are very, very popular. But um, still, there's a lot of people who haven't seen the movie and definitely haven't read the books. So let's let's hold off. <laughs> Arrgh! <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but I... I it's... It's always fun when you get excited for whatever project people are putting out and it hits that expectation. Um, a lot of times we get excited for, for stuff. There's a, there's a, more, free, more often there's things that we have no expectation or very low expectations for and then they surprise us and there's a lot more of those than there are. This should be incredible. And then you watch it, and it actually uh, lives up 
uh, to that. And Dune is definitely one of them. Uh, this movie is special. And let's hope Warner Brothers um, funds and puts out uh, at least the next part of this. Uh, I don't know how uh, likely they are to milk um, this franchise. I, I'm sure if it makes enough money, they'll just keep on going. But I definitely want the conclusion to this half of the movie. It's definitely half of the movie. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm, it's, and, and it's, it's one of the things I'm curious about because obviously I've not read the book and I don't really know like all the many passages the story can take. But I want to know, like, what is the plan here? Like, is it two movies? Is it a trilogy? Is it is, is Villeneuve coming back for the next one? Um, are, are they going to, like, as you say, go into other passages and create new stories? Or is this like a con- basically going to become a TV series where they're like, we have 10 episodes to tell. And over the next 20 years, you guys will watch Dune for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind that they, if they do that because I, I'm a crazy person like that. But um, I have a feeling that what happened to them, first of all, this was one of those movies that was like, we're coming out. Oh, wait, and then, COVID? And then COVID yeah. is just like, good right? luck with that, son. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I feel like what really was happening is the people behind it, the, the creatives, right? probably have a plan for like a thousand movies they're like i'm good mm-hmm. to go but um the people like me who are like yo i'm the i'm the guy that's paying you yes. here's what we're going to do not you're this. going to make this one <laughs> i'm going to see if i can make money off of it and if that is the case then we give you some more money <laughs> right? yeah then you but can get you some get more for, money but you have to um, prove it to me yeah. and because covid has mashed up everything that may be a little bit difficult but I am still hopeful because I've actually seen a couple of articles where they claim that they think that they're going to definitely at least get a second movie, which Same. I would love. Um, and it's obvious to me because it's not even like a situation where this is... Well, either way, you can always make up more stories. But it's not a situation where you don't have stuff to, to take from, right? This has, like, I think seven or eight books. I don't know the exact number, but there are a number, a lot of them. Um, and so they have enough fodder, I'm sure, for at least like a good 10 to 15 movies, even without doing the shenanigans like what Andrew mentioned earlier of prequel television shows um, that are uh, centered around uh, specific people that they're just going to make up stories about, right? So, so once they figure out the money side of this, I would imagine we're in for... Uh, a nice long time. Now, is that going to be a good time with Denis Villeneuve? Is that going to be a good time with other people who are who we're going to enjoy what what comes out of them, or will it be a situation where it will peter out and become kind of yeah, whether it's crappy, whether it's you know um, more Lord of the Ringsy or or Hobbitsy or whatever it is? I don't know. But I'm, I'm sh- hoping for the best. I'm sure Zack Snyder is working on his cut of <laughs> Dune as we speak. <laughs> oh, let's not say that man's name out loud anymore. <laughs> uh, um, but I'm afraid one day they'll transcribe our entire podcasts and then the internet will come after us. Oh my goodness. The things that, that we have said in the past. <laughs> oh wait, there's people there's people who will burn down everyone's lives to <laughs> Defend a man they've never met. I cannot believe it. <laughs> yep. But 
before we move on, we had an assignment. And uh, right. So, so, Andrew Robinson, what else are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. This is a very all important right, assignment. Right. Douglas, you have, to, you have to name them out for me. Name me the Spice Girls. Uh -huh. Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll name them in the order right. that I so have. So, you have turmeric. So posh, there's posh black spice. pepper. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> First is posh, posh Spice. All right. All right. So, Posh Spice is definitely um, going to be Zendaya for me. Okay. No, there's no way. Right. All right. No, let, let, listen. There's no way. Timothy you, is you guys, spice. You guys can definitely he's be wrong. He's the most it's delicate all right. of all of the okay. people. All right. Fair enough. He's so, the best looking so, person. So, okay. Let, let, we, we can go through this um, item by or person by person. So, Andrew says Zendaya. Mm -hmm. Damien, you say Timothy. Timothy, yes. You are both wrong. Posh Spice uh -huh. is none other than Rebecca Ferguson or Lady Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next Spice Girl? The next Spice Girl is Scary Spice. Scary Spice? Yes. Uh, is Mother Superior. Mother Superior. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> one. Um, Andrew? Mother Superior. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Scary Spice is Jamis. Sorry, who is that? Is that the, the Tesla he's, lady? He's the man that, that, that fights at the end. The man that fights. At the end. At the oh, end. oh, the fellow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fellow that I would love to talk to you guys about. But okay. Yes. Um uh I hear you. Um Andrew, you're definitely wrong. Damien, <laughs> I may have to concede that you have found a better answer than I found. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because I really like that answer. My answer was Zendaya, because Zendaya had to be on Melis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next on the mm -hmm. list, we have Sporty Spice. Andrew? Jason Momoa. Damien? Um, Gunny didn't smile at all in this movie, so I'm giving it to him. <laughs> Smile, Gunny. I am smiling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Damien, you're wrong. Andrew, you are 100% right. Jason Momoa is Sporty Spice. Yes! I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> what an instant that's recall. Not, that's not how this works. This game, Damn it. Ha, ha, there's no disagreement in this game. <laughs> I agree to agree with me only. Uh, Baby Spice, who is your pick, Andrew? Baby Spice? Yes. That has to be Timothy. Damien? Right. I mean, it's his mother, obviously, but I'm already wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Andrew, you are 100% right. Timothée Chalamet is Baby no. Spice. No. The poshest person on the planet. No, here is probably the hardest one to do. Uh -huh. Who is Ginger Spice? Mm. As racist as what that is. <laughs> hmm, who's Ginger Spice? Yeah, this one was a, was a tricky I, one. I have to go for Ask Isaac. Ooh, okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with Andrew there. All right, you're both wrong. It's Javier Bardem. <laughs> <laughs> He's been sniffing that ginger his whole life. <laughs> this, this game is rigged. I don't like this game. <laughs> and finally, um, Damien's honorable mm -hmm. mention, honorable Spice Girl, David mm -hmm. Beckham, the Bex himself. Who yeah. are we voting for? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Because he has the demon powers. <laughs> <laughs> Every time David Beckham stepped up to the ball, he used his demon powers <laughs> to swerve it all over the All right, fine. Stella Sarazard is obviously the answer. You're both wrong. It's clearly Dave Bautista. Come on. Come on. Uh, Dave Bautista is asked to do literally nothing in this movie. <laughs> you, know, you know, Dave Bautista got a lot funnier in my head when I realized he was playing the sting role. Like, yes. No. 
the Sting role? Sting. The role Sting played in the Lynch Is film. that who Sting yeah. played? I think. I am assuming. I haven't for watched that movie second, in forever. For a half a second, I thought Sting played um, the army guy, but it wasn't. It was um, Patrick. It was the um, opposing people's yeah. Batman. Sting right? <laughs> so I'm assuming it's it's it's, it's, it's Batista's role. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. can you run that back? The opposing people's Batman? <laughs> yes, it's Batman. Yeah, yeah, the opposing <laughs> side. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could simply click on his character name. Let's not do that. Exactly. <laughs> they were they out. were offside um, when they did the siege. So yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so we have come to an agreement that mm-hmm. Parse Spice is Lady Impossible. Yes, Scary no Spice, Damien, you win. On Scary <laughs> Spice, it is Mother Superior. Yes. Sporty Spice, obviously, um, uh, <laughs> obviously, Cal Drogo. Uh, Baby Spice, Timote. Ginger Spice, Javier, and David Beckham. Is the other Dave? Dave Baron <laughs> is the Baron. Baron, no, not Baron. Baron is um is is Stellan Skarsgård. Um, yes, Dave. David. Dave yes. Batista is like some. Oh, other okay. we're going to Batista. Okay, sorry. Um, all right, cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> this game is rigged. I don't like this game. <laughs> well, there's another game for us to play, and oh it's God. talking about films from Senegal. The latest being Tukibuki. Ah, je comprends maintenant. C'est à cause de Badolo comme toi qu'elle vient toujours en temps en réunion. Attends voir. C'est pour nous moucharder qui t'ont déguisé en cowboy. So Tukibuki, um, the title that, according to IMDb, translates to Journey of the Hyena, um, is a film from 1973 directed by Jibril Diop Mambeti. Um, is the story of Mori, a cowherd, and Anta, a university student, trying to make money in order to get to Paris and leave their boring past behind. Um, this is a unique film <laughs> all right let me make this clear i did not like this movie at all oh and, here, and, and i want to make something perfectly clear and i want to talk about this a lot because i feel like i don't know if we have ever spoken about this i know we've talked about godard um but i don't know if i know we've talked about him specifically because i know we talked about his latest film whatever it was lost in translation language or whatever it was um from like four or whatever years ago but i don't know if we've ever talked about like the french new wave and godard of the time um which of course damon and i would have tried and gone through our film spotting days of like watching all of these movies um and while i continue to like find gems of all over the world of us to watch and talk about um i want to make something perfectly clear fuck jean-luc godard that is correct I have, I have, there's never been a filmmaker more anti-me than Jean-Luc Godard, right? I don't, there, there are people out there who will write about him and will talk about the things he's done for cinema. And there's so many ways in which I can appreciate that he opened the minds of a lot of artists who then went and did great things. But I have never been able to look at that movie, any of his films and comprehend it and leave it with an appreciation of anything that came from it outside of this man's a fucking weirdo. 
So then to come to this movie, Tuki Buki, turn it on, press play, get 10 minutes in and realize, oh shit, this dude just wants to remake a Godard film and get very upset for the rest of this movie. <laughs> right? Um, where like we are just watching a crazily edited story of these people try to get out of Senegal and go to Paris um, and do all of these things, which halfway through the movie, I stopped keeping track as to what they were actually doing. <laughs> there are scammers right but what the scams were like i was like what i don't even remember what this scam hey, is that they're running hey, hey i'm just giving you all i got out of the movie sir <laughs> um <laughs> like i think i remember at some point there was one thing that made me laugh but i've already forgotten it now three days later <laughs> where i'm like i don't even remember what it was that i found fun in the movie itself um i found paddle boating around a pool that is like two <laughs> right. inches there we go. big <sighs> is incredible <laughs> having having the man fish the pool yeah right <laughs> having yeah. the man net fish the pool where i'm like what is he net fishing for <laughs> i i'd i have never wanted to be um so rich i can dream up a lot of madness until i saw a man paddle boating around in a pool that is that is the type of riches I want. <laughs> I want a small pool that shouldn't have this thing in there just to have it in there because it serves no purpose. Not big enough to be useful. It's so dumb. And so I enjoy that. down the list of things I don't like to see in movies. Um, starting at the top of the list is Jean-Luc Godard references. <laughs> um <laughs> Next on the list is Jean-Luc Godard himself. Like, if you see the credits, you just run. Um, <laughs> next on the list. Um, something that's very prominent in this movie. Animal murdering. Um, no, no, like, we talk a lot about violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how often we talk about violence in this podcast. Violence in movies. Um, and I tend to have the brain where I'm like, all right, cool. This is not real violence, right? I can see the CG puppetry going on here. Um, or like his legs aren't in frame and those are fake legs. He didn't chop off his legs. Um, but you watch his movie and you can tell like they slaughtered a cow, they slaughtered a goat. And I don't remember if there are any more scenes in this movie that are that. Um, but trying to think back, I think the only other movie I can remember us talking about, which actually I recall there being what seemed to me real animal murdering um, was in the Japanese film Tampopo. Um and it didn't really upset me in this movie as much because it was very obvious to me, like, you know, you kill a cow, you eat a cow, right? And I I very much took to the meaning that they went off and they used this cow efficiently post-haste um, I mean, after the scene. I mean, there's a cow head on the, on the bike. So yeah, it wasn't so, you know, all used efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I've come to terms with the fact that while I don't, I'm not those pe those people who are like you shouldn't murder animals because like I, I know how the chicken gets into the supermarket, guys. Um, <laughs> right? I don't think I quite like en enjoying watching the process. Right? It's just one of those things. Yeah, especially right? if the only reason that that animal is getting killed is so that you can film it. That's not acceptable. Right? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was walking, watching a documentary, I feel like I'd still be unhappy about it, but I wouldn't, like, you know, like, whatever, right? Definitely, if, like, you can tell, like, it's cruelty, right, where they're, where they're just being dicks to the animal, right? Um, um, but, yeah, 
one of those things. For, so, so if you're thinking about watching this movie and you don't like seeing animals being murdered, please think about it hard before you watch this movie. Um, but yeah, this movie and me did not gel at all. Um, and it's a nine. It's less than ninety minutes, and it took me a good while to watch this movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, this one like. Fuck John Goddard, and I'm sure this man made other movies. Um, Man Betty. Um, I hope he made other movies that were not John Goddard ripoffs, because I'd like him to make a good movie. I don't know what more we have to say, Douglas. I know you love John Goddard. I do, and the I French love New every wave. second of it. So it appears that I took the correct approach to watching this movie, which is not watching this movie ah. <laughs> um so all i have to go on is the name and the trailer that i just listened to so in my mind what mm-hmm. this movie is it's a great romp where a cartoon tanuki rides a motorcycle around while singing a a a, a catchy french song so i really like this movie okay uh, do you know what a tanuki is douglas yes i do it is a magical raccoon Okay, cool. A fake magical <laughs> raccoon um, that Japan from Japan. Made up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually knew about tanukis from before um, Hayao Miyazaki was a thing for me because Mario. in college days um, I started to read uh, mm-hmm. books by this fellow um, by the name of Tom Tom Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I can't remember his, his last name, but Wait. he's awesome, right? Andrew. <laughs> Actually, very, very much like a crazy person like Tom Waits. Um, so he wrote the book that then became the movie that we spoke on here, and that's obviously why I brought it to the podcast. Um, all Cowgirls um, mm-hmm. something, something, something with Uma Thurman. And uh, I think um, my, my, my guy, uh, I think... The, the Jerry director. Um, directed You're saying movie, Tom right? Robbins. Gus Van Sant. Tom Robbins, thank you. Even cowgirls get the blues. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, like, he has a particular genre, let's call it, which is that he writes, like, if, Damien, you thought, think about in your mind, visualize a book that you think Tom Waits would have written, mm-hmm. that's a Tom Robbins book. Tom Robbins just writes crazy things, right? So he has a book that is about somebody imagining them being inside of a Marlboro um, case, like a a cigarette box, and it becomes this whole world of deserts and stuff. He has another book about beets. He has another book about bear. He's like, he is my fever dream, right? But he had one book by the name of Villa Incognito, where a big focus of that book is the tanuki and the tanuki like beating its belly and all sorts of rubbish. So um, I have known about this um, mystical creature for quite some time and really enjoy the craziness that it is. And actually, Andrew, you and I and everybody who has ever played a Mario video game should know about t- Tanukis. That's where because, I thought you were going to say yeah, you from. <laughs> because, well, we didn't realize it because we used to always call it the raccoon tail, but actually <laughs> it's, it's Tanukis. tanukis. Um, <laughs> that, that I don't Mario even know at what, what, what point I found out it was a Tanuki. I'm sure like I read some manual for Mario Brothers yeah. 3 and it was in there and I was like, ooh, it's called Tanuki. 
<laughs> you know, back when we used to buy games physically and like get manuals with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dark yeah. times. But yes, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the movie that I made up in my head. Of course. So, you folks. I mean, that's how you should watch all it. movies. <laughs> by imagining them in your mind. I think that's how Andrew enjoyed Prometheus. Ah, yes, Prometheus. Or as us Jamaicans call it, Prometheus. Prometheus. A team. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, I used to always get upset when in school, my teacher would call it Prometheus. And I'm just like, that's <laughs> not how I want to say it. It's not. It's not English, <laughs> lady. <laughs> uh, so, I did not have the visceral reaction to this movie that Andrew had. This movie is not good because it can't be. It wasn't designed to be. They made it. They made a movie that is deliberately obtuse. And when you do that, it narrows the window of people that will like your movie to film assholes. Andrew is trying his best, but even Andrew can't get there all the time. There, so there's still hope for Andrew. Uh, Douglas, you hate this movie for the reason Andrew is upset at this movie. It is edited in a way that only serves to frustrate you. Because there is a story being told. It's just that the people editing the movie don't care about the story. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, all the build-up to the end is thrown away as one of the protagonists just abandons the plan. And the explanation for it is, oh, look, the movie's ended. <laughs> and, so, and so, even if you didn't uh, have Andrew's reaction to the movie, trying to watch and follow this movie and gain any kind of appreciation for the movie is hindered by just the movie being the type of movie it is. Uh, there are these people who are running scams to leave Senegal. And at some point, they rob um, my favorite character in the movie, the guy that, this rich guy who owns a pool. And it, all of that is nonsensical. They steal all his clothes. They steal one of his cars. And throughout the movie, there's a through line where they have taken this cow's skull and attached it to this bike. So the bike becomes instantly recognizable. And everyone that comes in contact with this bike has terrible things happen to them. And that continues throughout the movie. But the movie isn't about a haunted bike destroying people's lives. That movie could have been fun. This movie just has that in there because. But there's no answer to the because. <laughs> We just do this because we think so. Who cares? We're moving on to something else. And the movie, especially for, for our sensibilities today, where movies need to flow, and movies that don't flow from thing to, chronologically, they set, that up, they set that up early, and so there's a puzzle to solve. This movie is not solving a puzzle. And this movie... Some of it is chronological, and then there's just times you're not sure because the movie doesn't care about you being sure. It's just telling this story and 
characters come in and out of the movie uh, and you're not sure why and the movie is not concerned with the fact that you don't understand what is happening in the moment but there's no payoff at the end because we've seen movies where they jump from thing to thing but there's something overarching that keeps you and at the end there has to be some payoff or you've just wasted your time this movie is just wasting your time I will say, however, there are a couple people in this movie. Um, the male protagonist in this movie, I think, is doing a stellar job. For all of the movie's flaws, he is... There is there's a charisma and a charm to him that is... that exudes out of the screen. Like... I would have, if someone said he, he went on to do 50 movies over his lifetime, I'd have believed it because he has that kind of um, being. But this movie ain't it. <laughs> uh, that catchy song that you hear, Douglas, in, throughout the trailer, what if I told you they played that roughly 80,000 times through this movie? <laughs> What if I told you as they transition in and out of scenes, they play that song? What if I told you that there's a scene where they're playing that song and then it ends and they play that song again? Is that something that you just do? Uh, there is, however, something that Douglas would actually appreciate. It is uh, the only part of the movie where it is just out and out French craziness. There's a tree filled with crows and there is a white man in the tree for no reason, just screaming at people as they pass by and he scares someone enough that the aforementioned bike crashes, crashes in a ditch. And then they just move on. <laughs> This is just one small... And you really need to see the scene for it to make sense to you, Douglas, but you shouldn't because you shouldn't go back and watch this movie. It's not worth your time. But for a movie that is all over the place, this one thing... Or maybe because the movie was so all over the place and this was like a bit of respite from the rest of the movie, it just felt so out of place and so crazy. I was just like... I like this. This, I hope they do more with this, which of course they don't, <laughs> because they don't care. Um, uh, listen, Andrew, Andrew's hatred for a, the director that shall not be named is not misplaced. Film spotting led me astray, just like they led Andrew astray. I saw three of his movies, and let me tell you, Three is four movies too many to see from them. <laughs> it is not a good time. It is a aggressively bad time. Uh, but this movie, while bad, it is not aggressive in nature. Uh, we've seen far worse movies <laughs> on this podcast. Um it is fun though no, yeah, to see Andrew visibly upset about this movie. I think it's. I think it's just. I think it's. It's kind of like how Douglas responds to like slavery movies, 
where it's not necessarily that the movie is inherently bad. He yeah. just knows he doesn't want to it's look like, at it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, this movie should not exist in my mind. Yes. Right? He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, uh, you, uh, luckily, we could. I was able to watch both these movies on the same streaming platform, which doesn't happen often. Both of them are on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Because really? I watched, I yeah. I watched this movie on Criterion, Tuki Buki. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tuki Buki Tanuki. Uh, uh, and the I movie really looks. You should good. watch Pompoko. I mean, I, I know. I know oh, it, it definitely it looks yeah. incredible. Yeah, I know. Right? We're not talking about the good parts of this movie. <laughs> like, but the movie does look very. Cool. Like you want to know, you want to know something I actually really do love about movies like this, um, and seeing movies from around the world is really not necessarily like cinematography of people being like they know how to shoot a shot sort of thing. But when people are good at cinematography at places around the world, that makes me go, you know, I want to visit there. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, this, like, this looks cool. I think there, the one shot that I really liked in this movie that stuck in my mind is the shot of um, when they're at the cliff with the bike and I guess they're having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of have this deep, shallow focus between the, the bike the the seat back i guess it is or <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever it is i don't know what that part of the bike is supposed to be uh-huh. and then like the cliff and the water behind them uh, yeah. far further away and i'm like yeah that looks like a nice spot i'd like to like chill out and be there um in dakar 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 in dakar vroom mm-hmm. vroom <laughs> well um, <laughs> well this podcast is over <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm legitimately asking, is it Dakar or Dakar? It's I don't Dakar. Know. Okay. All right, cool. It's probably uh, Dakar. I actually don't know, but I know that that's how you're supposed to pronounce Qatar as well. It's yes. not really Qatar. Yes. It's Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. Mm. Just okay. take out the second A and then just pronounce it in bad Jamaican and you you're there. <laughs> pretend pretend like it's a tech a tech word. Yeah. Um Oh my gosh. Yes. Like it's, a, like it's a like it's a like it's a like it's a new social media platform. Yeah, Take people <laughs> and voils. <laughs> They're assault on voils. Um Alright, so moving on into what we've been watching. I'm assuming nobody has anything else to say about Tuki Buki. <laughs> <laughs> or or more or unless Damien, do you have more things bad to say about Jean-Luc Godard? I love hearing people say bad things about Jean-Luc Godard. I, I, I hate him <laughs> not as much as you, obviously, but I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Douglas, do you have bad things to say about Jean-Luc Godard? Um, just that I've heard bad things. Um, so, okay. And I do remember not liking that one movie that was so I was afraid that at some point you were going to force us to do a Godard marathon. Uh, and I was kind of wondering how come it never came up. But now it makes sense. Because yeah. you have I've seen, seen a few yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. Like, one of you need to bring it up, and I need to be, like, really convinced that you really want to see Godard. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, moving on to what we've been watching. I guess I'll start, I guess. Um, I don't have that much to talk about. I'll start with um, the latest movie from one Mr. Paul Schrader, The Card Counter, um, starring one Mr. Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish and Ty Sheridan. And, guys, this movie's not good. Hey, Tiffany Haddish is in it, so I knew that already. <laughs> look, 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 look. 
I saw Oscar Isaac. Hey, I, I saw, saw Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> <laughs> so can I step in here for a moment? Sure. Okay. Because, um, Tell me. I, I too have watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And while it is not a masterpiece, I didn't mind this movie. It Look, was fine. <laughs> I need it. I've, I've probably seen like maybe one other movie Paul Schrader directed. Right? Um, and I keep telling myself I want to rewatch that movie because I feel like I slept through half of it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he gets accused and probably rightfully so of just making Taxi Driver over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, People have been accused of worse things. <laughs> I mean, that's um, what I accused um, that director of that shitty movie with um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix of. Oh, wow. I don't even know what movie you're talking the about. The one with the hammer and the baby girl. Oh, Lynn Ramsey? I think so, yes. Mm. I don't think I'd call Lynn Ramsey as a... But whatever. Not good, oh, no. no, not Rabbit I'm just, I'm just talking about that one movie. That okay. one movie was Taxi Driver. <laughs> oh, okay. You mean people making Taxi Driver ripoffs. Yes. Right? Um, well, I guess people accuse Paul Schrader of it specifically because he wrote Taxi Driver. Oh, um. You- yeah, so that's his claim. I just to fame, realized I've watched right? another Paul Schrader movie. He directed Dog Eat Dog. That's the one I'm talking about. Where oh, I'm okay. like, I slept through half of that, but I feel like I should rewatch it. Um, and the one I keep telling myself to watch because people really liked it. The one with um, shit. Why am I forgetting his name right now? The Before Sunset Man. Um, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Um, the the religious one. The oh, is that him? I saw that one too. Yeah. Yeah, first reform. Yeah, first reform. Like I know people love that movie, so it I'm like, I should fun. watch it one day. Nope. Um, I I know it's not supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, like I did fun. not enjoy it. It yes. wasn't good. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but anyways, this movie I did not like. Like it's like first of all, I think I've come to a small realization. Right. Number one, if your movie is about a gambling man, and the movie spends more than five minutes on explaining the mechanics of gambling Your the movie is probably not good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's done. fair also there's there's another good rule which is that if your movie is about a gambler and it doesn't have kenny rogers in the soundtrack there's something <laughs> there's something <laughs> off with the movie all right yeah yeah right um because let's make this clear gambling isn't really a fun character thing like like, take, for example, the movie I love to mention every three weeks, um, Uncut Gems. That movie is a lot about gambling, but it doesn't explain gambling to you at any point. You just yeah. know a lunatic is doing shit. <laughs> um, and he's down for it. Um, it's crazy. Emerald does. <coughs> I've not got, I've, I, I'm slowly afraid of watching that movie again. Let's make that oh, clear. <laughs> Andrew, do not be afraid. I watched that movie recently. It is amazing. Um, uh, it's bad. Casino Royale it's... is about gambling. <laughs> there huh? you go. Uh, huh? um, does it spend more than five minutes explaining of gambling? Course, of course it does. But it does it in a way that like you, you just sit down and you're like, oh, this movie isn't good. And I'm going to get to see John, um, what's his face, say, I stick it in you. Like, come on. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's so good. I need to own that movie. <laughs> I still By have the, the way, DVD. yet another movie that is on HBO Max because I think that's yes. where I watched it. Um, but yeah, it's like Tiffany Haddish is bad. 
I'm right. sorry, what's that? The uh, sky is wet. Thai Sheridan yeah. is bad. I'm sorry, water right. is wet. What is ha- what's happening um, here? We're just saying obvious things. I like things. Thai Sheridan. I like video games. Most things. You like Paul Schrader is a fucking weirdo, right? Like he, he has, and and here's the one thing I'll give this movie, right? He has these scenes where he goes back to to I don't even remember where it's supposed to be. It's the it's, it's the prison. Is it Guantanamo Bay? It's I supposed think so, to be, yeah. um, where it's like it takes you back to the Iraq War and the stuff the people did to their prisoners because they they even made the reference to something that happened in real life. That thing uh, the the controversy mm-hmm. about people yeah. taking pictures with the prisoners mm-hmm. which i believe right. was Abu right right i, I oh, just i didn't yeah. believe Sorry. it was guantanamo right. bay so but i didn't yeah, want yeah, to name right. it mm-hmm. right um but yeah the and they take you into that and first of all number one like i didn't if, if there was a number one surprise that this movie was this where i didn't expect them to take us back into that like that um but at the same time I almost respected it for a hot minute because he did this thing where he had this super wide angle camera that he took you into those scenes where you felt almost like you were no longer seen like a human being. You were seen like you were looking at one of, I don't know if you've ever seen like a flat image of like people taking 3D movies. Right? Yes, he has. He's, he's watched 90s Buster Rhymes with <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you, it, al- <laughs> it almost felt like they were time warping you, like they were, like they were, like they were. He was trying to, he was trying to intake my brain into a different place, and it was just weird. As well as seeing a lot of these horrific scenes, right? Um, so, like, I almost feel like he wanted to make a movie more about that than a gambling shitty story about a man who gambles and then is like a military man who can murder um and i was definitely expecting this movie to be a little bit different as you said i expected oscar isaac not to be so how how, this really was a movie about a gambler and then he kind of happened to stumble up uh, stumble on somebody he wanted to murder right um as opposed to what what i was promised in the trailer and what clearly andrew was promised in the trailer which is a fellow who gambles but is clearly uh, a stone cold killer right yeah. <laughs> um that's not what you got and i didn't mind the movie i, I agree andrew it wasn't you know something to to really talk home about but i enjoyed you know generally the, the the movie i thought it was it was acceptable um what i will say is that there were no great points except i will forever defend willem dafoe in this movie especially oh. willem dafoe in the uh flashbacks willem those dafoe is always some, a gem exactly those yeah. are some great great moments but yeah it's creepy, not like creepy man and we love him exactly but to be clear nobody should Go out of the way to watch this. No one um, will, Douglas. This movie's fine. I rewatched some <laughs> of the missed. Lighthouse recently, <laughs> and oh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yes, Willem Dafoe and Batman. Yes, mm-hmm. the Green Goblin and Batman get together and. <laughs> uh, moving down my list, I watched Halloween Kills because obviously I did. No, thank you. And let me make this perfectly clear: this movie is bad. I'm so, the um, last one was bad, and you but fought movie, me. But this movie, <laughs> but this movie is properly bad, and this movie is bad in all of the wrong ways, right? They've obviously made choices, right? Where they made that Halloween movie like three years ago, and they're like, "All right, we're going to make a Halloween movie," and they went and they made a Halloween movie, 
that movie they made money and someone came back to them and said would you like to make more halloween and they didn't just say yes where they said yes and then they carved out a fun halloween story and did that they said yes and i bet that they have they've promised a trilogy now but they didn't have enough for a trilogy. So they wrote a <laughs> shitty second chapter where nothing happens. Literally, Damien, Jamie Lee Curtis is in a hospital bed the entire of this movie. <laughs> oh my God. Right? Oh this my movie God. is like probably the only thing I'd say that I liked about this movie is they did like a lot of flashbacks to the 70s mm-hmm. and they inserted my favorite man, Mr. Jim Cummings. Um, as a policeman in the 70s, and he's in the movie for like five minutes, and I love his bits. But the rest of this movie is just empty, bad, nothing. Like, I hope, I'm still hopeful for part three that what it will do, that what it will do, what it will do is it will be like the actual Halloween sequel I want, and then I can just watch Halloween and then Halloween ends as like part one and two and pretend this one doesn't (laughs) exist. Um, because it's like nothing happened in it. It's just nothing. Like there aren't even that many cool kills in this I, movie. I'm not going to to say that it doesn't make me very happy that this movie is trash. Because it does make me very happy that this movie is trash. <laughs> it's not even like Damien Bad where you're like, I don't like Halloween, so obviously I don't like this movie. It's mm. just, it's just, no. <laughs> it's not good by any measure. None. Yes. Um, um, have you seen Malignant yet? I watched, I started it mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was that my brain was unable to process, but I had to stop it after an hour and I'm like, I can't watch this movie. It's not working for me, but I feel like I'll go back and try again another day. Like I've heard too many people say too many good things, especially about the end of that movie. I think. Right. Yeah. Me and you need to talk about that movie. <laughs> Damian, once have you watched that movie? Watch yes, I have. And is it good or bad? I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> okay, so it's bad. All right, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, I, because, I heard because everyone. Because the thing is, right? Yeah. I have also heard everyone yeah. go apeshit over this movie. Yeah. And I don't believe them. I need you, Damien, as the, um, the, arbiter. the independent observer, yeah. right? Yeah. To tell and me the that one who should not like exactly, it. Exactly. To tell me that this thing is actually good because yeah. I watched that trailer. And you what know, I got from that trailer was it is yet another cookie cutter horror movie. Look, I saw movie. James Wan and I was like, I'll try it. Your daughter movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, I'm here to tell you. Now, I've said that about almost all horror movies, uh, except the truly awesome ones. This one ain't it. <laughs> so moving down, Andrew list. fell asleep during it, so clearly it's not good. Like there was a point in that movie where I stopped it and I tried to think as to what was going on and I couldn't answer the question and I went, you know what? Let me turn this off and move on. Um, um, so next on my list is the M Night Shyamalan film Old, which <laughs> I want to make perfectly clear. We all have our hot takes on Mr. M Night Shyamalan. I believe that his story right now is a story of the greatest Hollywood redemption ever to be created as he's coming back from the happening-esque bombs that, that no one can come back from. This movie is not good. But, <laughs> but I feel like this movie is an interesting understanding of M. Night Shyamalan because it's, it's two movies in one, right? The first half of this movie is a great Twilight Zone episode. 
they're like, what if you went on a beach and it made you old? Mm-hmm. And they put 10 people on there and they just let them at it in this on this beach where the car get off and things are happening and crazy shit goes on and it's entertaining and it's fun and it's ridiculous. And then at some point in the movie, M. Night says, I have to explain this to you. And then it's a bad movie. <laughs> so if you watch 50 minutes of this movie, That's not how where it's work. just on the beach and like it gets to the point like you can like i can do a little bit more creative editing to take out more of the we see something over there um sort of scenes this movie is kind of good it's a, it's a good twilight zone episode but the rest of like oh m night had to ruin it with his own nonsense um explaining nonsense i don't i don't need them to explain the beach is old i need to just see people murder each other and go crazy on a beach because they're dying really fast um so because I uh, hate M9, um, because people like Andrew are out here trying to defend M9, I looked up a synopsis of this movie. And Douglas, I know Andrew is trying to convince you that some of this movie is good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've read what happens. This movie can be good. You're not interested even in just the beach side? Uh, hey, I've read what happens. No. He not. does not like the beach side. Andrew, he likes the mountains. Okay? <laughs> thank, thank you, Douglas. Well put. Uh, mm. Listen. For time, people convinced me that Signs was a good movie. And I believe them. I didn't, I, I didn't have the... You didn't want to fight it. You were right. Like I didn't have the fortitude right, to argue with people that that movie is trash i do know m night has never made a good movie and i'm sticking to that uh, <laughs> there's no good movies uh, there's mean, one there's on. one half decent movie but there's no classics i have all. i have recently wondered about science because i mm-hmm. i share your opinion damon that science is just horrible i've forgotten I, I all kinda, opinions on those it, movies it, 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 exactly <laughs> i kind of wonder what i would think watching it now but until I do that, Science no. is the worst movie ever made. Right. right? So, so I feel like that's about Science and The Village, where I'm like, I don't I really like remember any opinion on those two, where I'm like, I'd be willing right. to watch them again to see what I feel. And for yeah. the right. six people out there that still think Unbreakable is a good movie. Oh, no, it's not. I'm here to tell you to grow the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> movies are bad. <laughs> Unbreakable, to be fair, was, or at least I remember being okay rather than. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the one. That's the one I'll give half decent. So Unbreakable is okay. Damien, I don't think... I know you will fight till the end Mm -hmm. because that's just you. You just (laughs) do that. But it is unreasonable to dispute the point that at the very least, uh, seeing dead people is a good movie. That one is, you know, the good one. Yes? No. Yeah. Movies bad. <laughs> the Sixth Sense is a fun movie. I like that movie. That's another one that I'm like I should watch Listen. again because honestly I've not seen that for like the, 20 the years. Thing, point. Oh yeah, the thing mm-hmm. that everyone got excited about that movie was the twist. Yeah, that is what broke him. Like if everyone just were, was normal and went, this movie is Damian, okay, I guess. But no one I, was normal about that movie. You and I have love movies for less than. Yes, Douglas, but <laughs> that movie ain't one of them. <laughs> Look, I, I, without hesitation, will tell everyone on Earth that I love 
Wild Wild West. Wild that Wild movie West. is trash. <laughs> but I know that. Just like I know Torque is bad. But I love that movie. I know it's not good because I have eyes. <laughs> People who like M. Night Shyamalan movies are just fooling themselves. <laughs> Those movies aren't classics. No one's going back and watching M. Night movies. They're all t- terrible movies. And then when he was filled with hype, when he was peak hype, he put up the happening. Even though the village came out before the happening, there were still people like, no, no, no. There's something there. And then he was just like, listen, the happening. And then he quadrupled down by ruining something that was so beloved. People don't even talk about that Avatar movie like it actually happened. <laughs> We're trying to Treat it like Atari did all those games they didn't sell. <laughs> Just buried it in that desert and pretended. <laughs> no, Try and find one article recently about that Avatar movie. None of them exist. <laughs> Nowhere. Nobody, pre- no one cares about <laughs> that. Uh, so, hey, Mr. M. Night. M. Shyamalan Night. Mr. Shamalamo, Could you stop now? No, it's not fun anymore. Andrew is trying, and he doesn't like your movies. Andrew tried for half of your movie. And then you started doing M. Night things, and Andrew's just like, I cannot <laughs> do this anymore. Uh, no, I don't want to hear about M. Night. I'm very sorry. Okay, old half a movie. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> all right, two more things I want to talk about. Older movies, um, I watched... The film Devil in a Blue Dress, um, which I had never seen before. Um, oh, how come? You seem... Always, it, it's always weird when, I find, when there's like movies, I just assume. Yeah, I know. That's weird. I'd heard people talk about this movie forever. Mm-hmm. And then every time they talk about it, I'm like, I should watch that. And I look it up. And I'm like, can't find it anywhere. I'm like, oh, well, I'll find it another time. Mm-hmm. The other day, I just sat down and I found it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to finally fucking watch this movie. Um Denzel Washington in a noir detective movie. Yeah. Um, Don Cheadle shows up and is the greatest of just being a, a <laughs> lunatic. Yep. <laughs> I didn't think I could like Don Cheadle more, but oh my goodness, Don Jeez. Cheadle just... Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, and you made a joke about Tom Sizemore, and I'm like, I watched a movie with Tom Sizemore this week. Um, this movie this movie's pretty good. It's a... It's a dumb detective movie, and it could have been an Elmore Leonard story for all it could have been, and it really works. It's if you like Denzel being Denzel at peak Denzel yes. stage, right? Yes. Um, it's that movie. Um, it's quite weird liked it. how how much I love and how much I hate Elmore Leonard stories. <laughs> 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 like there are the the ones that that you love, right? So, um, for example, you you have um, Happen Leonard that I like, which I think is based on a that's a TV show with Omar, by the way. Um, uh, that I think is based on an Elmore, Elmore Leonard story. Um, a couple, a few other movies. You know, there there are some big ones, and then you have. The, the ones like Jackie Brown that I'm just like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know? Or there's um, like Out of Sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
that, which, that's what I'm saying. There's examples of plus and negative. Which Douglas started out being like, Andrew, you're wrong. And started this being like, true. Andrew, you're very right. So slowly yeah. but surely, I expect you to come around on Jackie Brown. That's all I'm saying. I'm upset that I like that movie. <laughs> so upset that I like that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Elmore Leonard. Hmm. And then you have Justified, which is, again, Elmore Leonard. So, like, what? Hmm. All right. The last movie I want to talk about, which is a big admission of I've never seen this movie. Um, Thelman Louise, which I watched for the first time. You've never seen that movie? I don't know. If I had, it would have been like one of these movies we watched like at midnight at Grandma when we were yeah. like eight, right? I, mean, I feel I've, like I know I've watched that movie. I it's have no decent. conscious memory of this movie outside mm-hmm. of how people talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, everyone thoughts about the thing from that movie. <laughs> um, I fucking love this movie. Like, this movie is incredible. Um, I didn't know this movie had as stacked a cast as it does. And it's weird to me to think about it where I'm like, I wonder how much of it is that the, the, the actors who are in it grew to be bigger things later on and now watching the movie, I'm like, look how stacked this cast is, right? Um, versus whatever. Because, I mean, when you get to the point where Toblowski and, and Michael Madsen are showing up in this movie, where I see people... Where I see people like... Isn't Brad Pitt in this though? Brad Pitt is in it. And I think it's probably mm-hmm. one of his earliest roles. Yeah. Um, where he's just... He's he's a rob... He's a, he's a thief. Yeah. Right? And he sleeps with um, Gina he, Davis. Yeah, he's just eye candy in this movie. Right. Like no one is asking him to do anything. Um, but it's... It's incredible. Even the the guy who I only can call him Shooter McGavin in this movie. <laughs> That's his name in my head, Shooter McGavin. That's right? Sweet, sweet. Where he has like the greatest scenes of just being a jackass. Right? Being the stereotypical worst husband, worst man in the world. Um, but just the, 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 the whole roadshow of Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon in this movie is just perfection. Right? And... I mean, people have spoken about this to the death, but I love the end of this movie so much. Like, it takes this movie from being plastic bag jellyfish roadshow movie into so much fantasticalness that I can't stop but love everything about it. Um, I love the colors of this movie, even though they're just driving through towns. It's it's an incredible movie. It's It's beautiful. And I mean... I feel like Gina Davis has had a, a storied career of movies, but I feel like she should be more stuff, right? <laughs> I feel like she should be more than just the person I know from the baseball movie, A League of Their Own, and this, right? Yeah, there I, should think, be, I think that's your doing. I don't think don't, that's her. Don't, don't forget <laughs> Muppets Treasure Island, okay? <laughs> but like I pull up her IMDb page and she has 50 credits. Mm-hmm. Right, where people who span the years of the eighties to twenty twenty would have like three hundred. Right, I feel like there's a story there that I need to look up as to how sh- why she isn't all over the world. Um, but Gina Davis is perfection. Um, yeah, it's it's a great movie, <laughs> and that's what I've been watching. Well, I will just sandwich myself in between what I imagine are two tomes of of media uh, with my little small uh, contribution. So, uh, 
let's start with movies, seeing as you know we've already identified that I've watched Card Counter and that I like it a little bit more than Andrew. Uh, I also watched a film by the name of Cop Shop because, of course, I would. The second I realized it was available, I turned it on and purchased. Um, so upset I've not watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. And while it is not as ridiculous as I wanted it to be, I still enjoyed the ridiculous that it is. It's, it's fun. Um, it is very reminiscent of movies like Free Fire, where it has a lot of craziness happening, and it's also contained in um, one area. You have all of these characters that, that, that you will grow to love. I loved um, Grillo. I loved um, The Lawyer. Um, uh, I loved um, the guy from um, Halt and Catch Fire. That was that be, that played the the psychopath Jeremy yes. Lamb or whatever his name was in the movie. Um, yeah. He's incredible. He's he really really good. Whenever he shows shows up yeah. anywhere, he's incredible, and he gets to just chew scenery in this yeah. movie, and that is what he is great at. Right? You want you want someone like he's playing a stereotypical psychopath, mm-hmm. but he his look betrays how many scene he can be but when he flips the switch because he's he's acting like he's um like he there's an aloofness to his character but then at any moment the psychopath switch flips and then it's just incredible to watch him progress from basically being a comedian to being this mass murderer and it's always they do it a lot in the movie and it's always fun um, it also... just makes me really happy to hear because Joe Carnahan is a guy who like I feel like he has hits and misses and things where he tries a thing but it never quite hits our sweet spot but I really love to see it when a guy like Joe Carnahan hits that sweet spot for us because like I want to love Joe Carnahan more like as just a general thing as to the stuff he's made and like going down the list there's a lot of stuff in here where like I feel strongly on and some stuff where I'm like, I wish I liked it more. And I almost am willing to watch it again. Talking to you with Grey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it makes me happy. And I can't wait to watch this movie at some point soon. Yeah, Definitely. And, and I mean, this, this movie is great. And pretty much anybody who's in this movie, you'll, you'll, you'll love. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, one, one last thing that I just want to mention is a relationship between... Um, so there's police in this movie. There are two people in the police in particular, a rookie and um, like the head of the, the office, the station or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They have a great relationship together. And um, the rookie is the one that you get to be, the, be with the most for the movie. And so you really, you really get to, to, to kind of love her and, 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 and be like almost seeing things. She's almost the person that you're, you're, you are, whose eyes you're looking through, right? Um, and uh, I have to say, I know he's in the wire, but um, right now, to me, he is Fred Johnson. Um, yes. Fred Johnson is in the show. Yep. He plays the sheriff or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yes. The fact that this movie starts off with him buying a present for, I think it's his daughter. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they may not mention it 100%, but I took it to be his daughter. Um, he buys the present from 
uh, a fella that sells tacos on the side of the road and that present is a handgun and yep. it's just you know like that's Even. it sets the the tone for the film from day one you're like this cannot be real this is ridiculous and sure why not <laughs> so yeah uh, this this movie i give it two thumbs up yeah it's it's one of those movies where it's clear um while watching it that everyone on set had themselves the best time while making this movie yep. uh and uh everyone uh, no one can be trusted except of course the rookie that um douglas spoke about and it's not a movie that does any one thing um new or special but uh we've always liked movies that know what they are know what the tropes are but if you know all of that and you can hit all the tropes, if you can just make a solid version of whatever the movie is, we like it. Like you don't always have to push boundaries or whatever. This is not that type of movie. This is just a solid, solid movie. Everyone's a monster and you get to watch them be monsters <laughs> to each other. And it's fun. Um, <laughs> Gerard Butler in particular. I have lost a lot of fondness over the years for I've Gerard Butler. I really liked him, but when he hits, he hits hard, and he hits so, hard in this one. Uh, yeah. Like after three hundred, I thought he could do no wrong because three hundred <laughs> is from like is one of my all timers. Yeah. Um, and then he proceeded to do nothing but wrong. <laughs> and uh, for by me, the Gerard time, Butler is is three hundred. Um, the movie with Jamie Foxx and mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sure he's done a few others that I oh Olympus all of the Fallen movies I do like mm. um, so I'm I sure like not. every once in a while he, he comes strong but as I say he's very hit on this one yeah but he's he's really good in this one I enjoyed his performance in this one a lot um, I, ju I just really it's just a fun it's a dumb fun movie and you, I'm always up for the, these kind of kinds of movies Yes, sir. <laughs> we are built from the same cloth or cut from the same cloth. Um, so I'll leave that um, for the movies. Let's talk about television. Uh, I recently watched a Netflix series uh, that goes by the name of Squid Game that I originally thought was a children's show. And boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I, I really like this show. The show is great. Um, it has a lot of gore in it, a lot of the stuff that Damien you would enjoy. What I will say is that it has a bit of a weak ending in terms of the, the last episode, but I, I think the rest of the show is worth it. I, I really did enjoy the show. Um, I also watched two things that I'm pretty sure none of you guys have seen, right? So I'll start off with the one that you're just going to laugh at me for because it is what it is it is the thing that i you know i would have to watch um there's a british television show <laughs> that, that is about police <laughs> it's actually not exactly police it's it's more forensics but um it's a british television show that goes by the name of wolf i don't know if any of you have ever heard of this i hadn't and I actually found out about the show in the weirdest way, and I am 
worried about myself. Um, <laughs> I'm also for, worried about for the fact that I tried to watch a show for the stupidest reason. Here is why. Now we've spoken about before that there are certain things that draw me to to media. One is soundtracks. One is like posters and and weirdness. I was watching an ad on television for something completely different. I don't even remember what it was. It must have been some sort of television package. And you know in these ads, they tend to show a big screen television. And on that big screen television, they show like pictures of stuff that you can see with my package. (laughs) One of those things was this television show. And it had a picture, like the promotional picture of it. And it's the, the lead actor like holding some sort of glass eye or something like that in front of his real eye. And it just looked the sort of odd that I was like, what is that? And so I searched it and found it and decided, sure, let me try this show. And even though I am worried about how I got there, I'm really happy that I got there. How I would describe this show, Damien, is this. Imagine a world where... John Luther was in the CSI. That's what this show is. It's actually quite fun. Um, it's something like four or six episodes. You know how British TV works. Um, so, and quick question. Yeah. Is this spelled wolf like the animal? With an E. Okay, W-O-L-F-E. all right, cool. I've been searching for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just typing wolf and British <laughs> and being like, what is this thing Douglas is talking about? Wolf with an E, everybody. Look it up. It's actually quite fun. Um, it, is, it is not as, like, it's not fully serious. It doesn't take itself fully serious, though it does at times. Um, it's about this, this fellow whose last name is Wolf. Um, he is the head of uh, like CSI sort of department in the UK somewhere. And, it, you know, there are cases that he has to do and there's this general story arc that he goes through and he's a little bit crazy, just like John Luther. And, you know, it, he has a ragtag team. Um, it's, it's a fun little police show. Um, and I enjoy it a lot. And Damien, I do actually think you would enjoy it too. Uh, the final thing I'm going to talk about is something I also... I just want to say, I've sure. just found the show and mm-hmm. I see the poster with the eye thing and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the last show, the last thing I'm going to talk about, I am like, again, it's an embarrassing uh, thing that I need to talk about here. <sighs> um, so, as you folks know, I have recently acquired a subscription to Apple TV Plus or whatever it calls its service. There are a number of things on this um, service that we talk about and enjoy. There is one that I'm pretty sure we have all actively joked about and I decided to try and watch it. That show goes by the name of C and stars Jason Momoa as Baba Voss. I've never tried it. Yeah, yeah. And um, rightfully so. Why would anybody watch this? I tried it last year when it came out. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That sucks. That means I'm wrong. Anyway, I'm here to tell you I really like that show. Or I'm rather, here. yes, I really like the first season of that show. 
here so, to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Once I hear that, I was like, shit. Because I actually think, like, when I was watching this, the whole time I was like, I think Damien might like this first season. <laughs> so the, the opening episode was strong, um, yeah. especially when uh, they get to the section where they're crossing the bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you realize what the dynamic of the show can be. Episode two and three is them climbing a waterfall. And then, the, <laughs> and then it, everything falls to pieces after, <laughs> after that. So I guess maybe it's the things that I paid attention to because when I was watching this show, and as I said, I like the first season a lot more than I like the second season. Um, The first season for me was me consistently being surprised at how much I enjoy watching blind people fight each other. Like, I I love those fight scenes. and They're not actually blind, though. <laughs> They've been lying to each other this whole time. <laughs> the actors can see. <laughs> but like just the mechanics of it too and how um they pretend like how, like the different way that they walk and, and, and that they use the weapons and that they move around. It's really cool and really gory and really fighty and stabby stabby and i did enjoy the murderous side of this season of of television watching people throw giant boulders at people is always fun (laughs) yeah 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 um and like particularly for me honestly um I, i i decided not to call him this because i didn't want to give it away earlier on but for me no jason momoa will always be known as baba Voss, like to me I love him as that character. Um, he is this kind of just badass. Um, How dare you besmirch Aquaman's <laughs> name, Douglas Robinson? Oh dear. Oh boy. But the first season is great and it's all like super stabby stabby. Now, what I will say is that this made me extremely excited for the second season that just came out. And that's probably why I watched it because. You know, they, they tend to put up to promote the stuff that's, that's coming out. Um, then I got into the second season and it got a lot more, a lot less stabby stabby and a lot more games of throny. And that threw me off a little bit. Um, it's still, there were still things that I enjoyed about it. So I'm probably going to continue whenever season three comes out, if season three comes out. But um, it definitely lost some of its flavor for me. But all in all, I am quite surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And maybe it's because I had such a low bar to get in that I enjoyed it as much as I did, which would, which would explain the drop-off in season two as well. Um, but all I have to say about this show is, wow. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's a cool show. I have a quick question. Anyone yeah. watching Foundation? Yes. How is that been treating you? Is that Andrew, I is watched? That no... I watched the first two episodes and uh-huh. I've immediately forgotten about that show. Yep, yep. So now you know exactly why I got upset because they have immediately decided Douglas, the person you wanted to watch, you're not gonna watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset, but I'm actually still with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's a thing. I I, I mean, it's a thing. 
yeah glowing review. i cannot <laughs> i cannot um recommend anybody watch a show i'm not sure why i'm still watching the show okay. uh, uh I, I don't know um I, I don't know maybe it's because there are other things on and then it pops up and I'm like, all right, fine. Let me see if it gets better. And then it just doesn't. <laughs> it's a thing. is not a strong review. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it, it, essentially, I think the, I've, I think I've gotten better at doing the thing Damien has trained us to, which is mm-hmm. jumping off of shows when I'm not enjoying myself yeah. anymore. Yeah, don't yeah. Do, um, don't do like I'm going to be honest, guys, we've talked about it like a few times this, 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 this year. Um, I keep trying to watch Rick and Morty again, but honestly, I think I'm done with it. Oh, I wow. think it's gone up its own asshole enough that I'm like, <laughs> you, I, I've gotten enough I need out of Rick and Morty. Right? Yeah, the seasons you love will always be there. You don't have to do this to yourself. Yep. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, you're not um, the first person I've heard um, basically said this. They're just like, all right, listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Either I have grown or Ricard Marty has gone backwards, but I'm not here for it. Which, yeah. Eh. yeah. And I, I, I can see that. I mean, because it's essentially the same thing. And probably that's why I don't mind it. Because I'm like, oh, more? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying with Ricard Marty, Andrew. <laughs> uh, but yes, that is all I have seen, I believe. Ah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So now it is my time. Uh, in preparation for uh, June, I watched Arrival again. And that movie, I mean, the movie is incredible. Uh, and especially the ending of that movie, uh, I, I still don't actually understand how he pulled that off. Because it shouldn't work. The thing that that movie is building to shouldn't be we're going in circles. And that, that's not what you want. Uh, but uh, the the alien design is menacing without being creepy. And uh, watching them play each country off each other um, and really ramp up the tension of everything that's taking place um, is, is just fantastic. And... Because I watched Arrival, uh, my brain just kept saying, Damien, watch Barosaurus. Just, just watch it again. Just watch it again. And uh, Andrew, i let you know now my thoughts on the end of that movie has not changed. <laughs> I'm still not here for the psychedelic This is freakout. annihilation. This right? is annihilation, yes. Sorry, it's Barosaurus. This is my attempt to get the real name of the movie into the podcast. <laughs> if you type Barosaurus into Google, you will find the movie. Ooh, that's a good life check. Let's do that. Barosaurus. I don't know if I'm spelling this right. All right. While we wait on Andrew to test this. Um, nope. Nope. Damn it. Google, you failed us for the last time, do, I tell let you. Let me do if I add movie to it. Nope, still, still oh, not yeah. happening. Uh, Google, you, you're slipping. <laughs> I got a link to Sabretooth Bear Flintstones fandom. All right, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. So, Annihilation. Uh, for uh, oh, one, 10 minutes, that I think that movie is perfect. 
I do not have any critiques on that movie until he goes, until she climbs into that hole. And then I have very many critiques of that movie. But it's, it's, it's one of those movies where I don't want, like I don't feel compelled to cut off the end of the movie. I think the end of the movie is... Uh, like the end of the movie has to be there. It just the movie can't end with her walking onto the beach and seeing the lighthouse. That ending doesn't make any sense. And while I do not like the actual ending, it it has to be there just to to end the movie. Um, watch that, and then of course was like, all right, let me make myself happy. I'll watch Blade Runner, uh, 2048, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, whatever the, <laughs> whatever year that movie is. Um, and I'm like, Denis Villeneuve is just a master of design. And so that, that movie still is probably the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Just in terms of the look, I don't know how that movie is beautiful to look at um right up until an old man shows up who clearly does not want to be in any more movies we need to tell harrison ford <laughs> that it's okay he can retire <laughs> i mean i think he's filming on indiana jones right now yeah. so i can't wait to see three seconds of actual harrison ford in that movie and them just cgi the rest of him for the that man is not in that movie. Uh, like, we joked about it in the Star Wars movie where clearly he was done. But if you go back and watch that Blade Runner movie, when you see his face, and is it in character for who he's supposed to be in that universe? Sure. But boy, he does not want to be in that movie. Um, and then... I, wa- I watch, we talked about Cop Shop. I very, very much enjoyed uh, that movie. And then the NBA started. And I watch a lot of basketball. But Andrew doesn't like me to talk about sports <laughs> on this movie podcast. I mean, <laughs> if you pretend like it's a 20-hour documentary and you can tell me a narrative All right, of so, like the game week. So I sent you both a link to a messy documentary. <laughs> It was three and a half hours long. Um, it's about an Argentinian migrating to Spain in his attempts to overcome uh, his lifelong um, his lifelong quest to be the best at something. Uh, it's called Messi. All goes it, toward the La Liga. Does it end? Does it end in tears? It does. <laughs> it does end in tears. Okay. Um, uh, I'll accept the movie if it actually ends with his <laughs> with his leaving speech. <laughs> right, it, if it's just like his last goal and then and got to black then now. No, it ends with him wa- waving and them fading out. You know the thing that they have to. Um, um, uh, and then with regards to TV shows, I watch Squid Game. I'm not as enamored as everybody else. People are losing their minds over this thing we saw like in 2000. 
Like, didn't we all watch this 20 years ago? Why is... Uh, listen, I understand. I think people, people are discovering Koreans can make TV shows right. that are fun. But I've ne- I still haven't watched this show yet. But for the amount of hype that it is getting, I thought it would be at least on par as that thing that we saw 20 years ago. But it really is... Uh, I, I mean, I wanted it to be better. It just... Which uh, thing are we talking about? Confused. Are we talking about Battle Royale? What are yes, we Battle about? Royale. Okay, okay. Right, cool. <laughs> Why are you ruining all of these things for me? First, Barosaurus. <laughs> no, what is wrong with you? What other thing like this exists? <laughs> that was the Hunger the Games. I, I don't know. I don't know if you were talking about the Hunger Games I'm or. To punch you. I mean, to... <laughs> I said good movie. Hey. <laughs> Andrew, you remember that time you tried to convince me that the Hunger Games were good? Yeah, it was yeah. a fun time. I would like an apology now, please. And no, thank you. I'm good. I'm all right. I remember saying something to the effect of, we will never watch any of these movies again. <laughs> and an entire genre collapsed underneath the subtology of the Hunger Games. And nothing. No. All right, David. <laughs> Maybe these movies were bad. You remember Maybe they had, a, they had one called something like The Running Man or something like that? Yeah. The Runner or whatever. The Maze Runner. Yeah, I think it's The Runner. Don't... <laughs> the running running Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teen, teenage People Live in Sky. I think it's, it's a haiku. Uh, yeah, listen. The, the design, like... I, I've seen a lot of Halloween costumes based on the Squid Game thing, which makes a lot of sense. Those designs are very clean and very easy to imitate. Also, they look sharp as shit. But, I again, I've seen a better version. It wasn't a longer version, but it is definitely a better version of this. And so I just was not as enamored. And I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm becoming too jaded for <laughs> for remakes, even though it's not technically a remake. Uh, Reimagining an homage and, uh, is Jean-Luc Godard. And <laughs> I'm going to punch you at some point. Um, and I did we talk about the Dave Chappelle special the last time? You mentioned, no, you mentioned it off. You mentioned it out of the podcast. Yeah. You didn't really talk. Yeah. That's true. I, I forgot about to add that, right. but I watched that as well. All right. Um, so, how are we feeling about this? <laughs> this I still special? haven't watched it. Okay. Uh, Damon, go ahead. How do you yeah. feel about yeah, this? This is bad. your section. Yeah, I've, I I watch it a second time. It's just a bad special. <laughs> like, um, there, the first time I watched it, there was parts of it, there were jokes in some of it that I enjoyed the first time around, but now that I know where the jokes are, and I've heard the jokes before, it is him being very preachy, and I don't, I don't, this is not, I'm never watching this again. (laughs) Let's put it that way. And that's not something I should say when Dave Chappelle's name comes up. Like, I enjoy watching comedy specials. I've watched too many of them. Um, from people who are big names, from people who have known it, people I've never heard of, I genuinely enjoy watching these specials. And 
this special ain't it. It's and to see that it's caused a lot of um there's been like employee walkouts and stuff like that for the special. Uh while while I don't tend to agree with people taking jokes and being that upset about it, I understand where they're coming from. Also, this special is bad. And <laughs> it felt it, it this special feels more mean spirited, I guess, because there's not enough jokes. Like if it was more funny, I'd be going, all right, listen, you guys are these are just jokes. Try and relax. That like He's not a suit sale. He's not really that important. He tells dick jokes. Let's all relax. <laughs> but they pay him too much money and he has too much clout. Um, and I see why people, like people respect Dave Chappelle. I, I don't agree with those people, but they do. And his opinions do inform a significant um, amount of people. And if his opinions towards a certain subset of people um, make it more difficult for those people to exist in our society, then I understand that there is some backlash. It is 2021. We're trying not to be dicks. I think that's the, I think that's the theme going forward. Hey, world, how about we not be dicks to everybody? Let's try. Let's try that. We've tried every other thing. Maybe let's be nice to, to people and leave people alone. Uh, but... I feel this way but primarily because the, the special isn't funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm not here for this one. It's it's just bad. It's just a bad special. I didn't like it. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, and that's that's listen. Sports is back. There's a lot of football today. A Chelsea team beat our side so hard. <laughs> And when I woke up, I saw the score. I thought the, my app was broken. I was like, what is taking place? I don't so, think I ever felt sorry for a football team before. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, still, I've felt sorry for your football team <laughs> quite recently. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just it's sports, it's sports time again. Every, all of the sports I care about is, uh, is back. And so, uh, while it costs me a lot of money to watch these sports, I'm watching the sports. Uh, and I'm trying to convince myself to get Candice Parker's shoes, but they're so ugly. They're, so, <laughs> they're such ugly shoes. I want them, uh, not for good reasons, for definitely bad reasons, because this world is broken, but they're so ugly. <laughs> they're so ugly. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. So yeah. I always wonder every once in a while if I'd ever be the person who starts looking at shoes online and be like, I need those shoes. Like being like the joke from Ted Lasso to be yeah. like, I need to get in line for shoes. I don't yeah, that, I'm not getting in any lines, but I've seen well, shoes I mean, from time to time where I'm like, I want those. And right when I'm free. We don't make love suffer. As we did to Couldn't wait Now it's And usually Goes away But listen And think When I say Oh But listen And think When I say Who makes
makes you feel away.